Brad Bannon. He runs Bannon Communications Research, a polling message development and media firm that help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. Hey, Brad, happy Friday. Good afternoon. You in Beantown or in our nation's capital today? Uh, I'm in Beantown uh, because this time of year the uh, weather in our nation's capital is insufferable. (laughs) Why our founders decided to build our national capital on a swampland, I'm still trying to figure out. Um, Well, I've told you before, I don't understand why the pilgrims, they hit that rock and it was, you know, you know, colder than a witch's you-know-what, that they didn't say, let's move south. Good point. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and, and, uh, and, well, I'm only about 10 miles from Plymouth Rock, so maybe uh, next time you do I know where you are. I know you're not far. That Actually, Plymouth Rock is, kind of, well, pretty much equal distance between my mom's house and your house to Plymouth yep. Rock, isn't it? Yep. Um, it's pretty pitiful, though. It's just... It's not much to look at. <laughs> um, yeah, now, you know, I think what it is, I have a piece of that rock in the glass. I think it's because they chiseled so much of that rock off for kids uh, on field trips years ago. It just became uh, small. I know, con- compared to the rock that, you know, I thought. And, of course, there are questions as to, was it, in fact, that rock? Yeah, every tourist who goes to Plymouth and sees Plymouth Rock for the first time is disappointed. Uh, and then for exactly the reason you said, over the years, people have chipped little pieces off of it, and there's really not a lot left anymore. I think it's kind of like the Mona Lisa the first time yeah, I saw exactly. it. It was so, sort of like, it's so small, and that's it? Yeah, exactly, yeah, how, she, exactly so. how she looks online and everywhere else, right? <laughs> But there are some things before we get to the topic in life that I actually feel look better in real life um, than um, I, I pictured, okay? Um, well, one, another disappointment, I've traveled a lot. I've been very blessed to travel. Travel is my crack, I think you know. Um, the Pyramids of Egypt and the Sphinx, uh, which I was dying to see. I used to want to be an archaeologist when I was a kid. I uh, kid you not. And when I went to Egypt, the way we approached the pyramids were – from a side where we came at it at an angle, and when the guy, the guy like drove us there, so it, you, if you approach it from far away, it's like wow, and then going in. So they didn't seem as big, and then the Sphinx had platforms, so you walk up, and when you turn to the corner and went up the platform, you're almost eye to eye with it, whereas it would seem much more grand and magnificent if you were standing at its feet looking up. Do you know what I mean? But the way they had put it together. But a few things that I feel were more magnificent in person the first time, and we'll get to the topic in a minute, what the heck, it's a Friday, right? Right. And I I want you to tell me things that were more magnificent or that were, you know, disappointing. One thing that was more magnificent, and and it's magnificent every time I've seen it, and I've seen it a lot, and you've seen it more than I have, is the Lincoln Memorial. I agree with you. Uh, That's uh, the Lincoln Memorial, and also at night the Jefferson Memorial when it's light lit up. It's uh, they're they're beautiful. Yeah. Another thing that I've only seen once. I didn't really want to see. And and forgive me. I love my country. It's you know just the Grand Canyon for years. I never wanted to see it. I thought it's a big hole in the ground. What the heck? But oh my God, huge! Yeah, I've never seen that. No, it's absolutely huge. Um, okay, I'll name some other things. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. The Leaning Tower of Pisa. Not only is it, it's big, but it's bigger than I thought, but it leans more than I thought. And to stand there in person and look at it leaning like it's really going to fall over, it's much more magnificent looking than the title makes it sound. Have you ever seen yeah, it? Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah. And the Eiffel Tower. 
is much bigger than I thought it was uh, in per- when I saw it in person. When I was in Paris and I turned a corner and looked up, I was like, wow. Another biggie was the Statue of David in Florence. Huge. Huge. Everything's huge. And my husband said anatomically correct <laughs> to scale. And, the, and, and I've been, like I said, very blessed to travel. The Taj Mahal. The, the, Taj, the Taj Mahal. Just stunning. The first time I saw it. But you know what? I, I've seen it twice. The second time it was like, oh, no big whoop. You ever notice yeah. that, Brad? Right? The second time you see something, maybe it's not as magnificent as the first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or like Niagara Falls for some people. Oh, you God, know, is, yeah. It's really, really magnificent. I remember I went there as a kid, and this is it. <laughs> no, no, no. i, I got to say, that's, that's it, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I moved to Buffalo, New York years ago, when I was living there, one of the first things I wanted to do was see Niagara Falls. I'd never seen it. And, and I was a little disappointed. It wasn't as big as, you know, I had imagined. Well, when yeah. we come back, we're not going to talk about uh, these things. But we are, we, we are talking about um, historical landmarks and artifacts. We'll be back and talk about the Confederate battle flag in South Carolina. Myself and Brad Bannum right after this. Hey there, this is Leslie Marshall, and this is the Leslie Marshall Show. You know, I've been telling you all week long about Super Beats, the circulation superfood that I put in my protein shake. I have it every morning for breakfast. I drink it every day. Well, you know, I'm, I'm really excited because there are people that said to me, Leslie, do you, do you really drink this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, do you really like it? Yeah, and it's like, you know, I'll try it. On Facebook, Pete wrote, It really has been helping me with my workout. Thank you for the recommendation. Uh, There's another guy, Mark, not my Mark, uh, that said not only did he place an order, he's placed another order because he's so happy with the results and what I said actually happened. So what did I say? Super Beats makes a difference for me, and it's time for you to try it. You can get your first canister free if you order right now. The reason I use Super Beets is it's, it's loaded with those vegetable dietary nitrates. And what they do is they boost nitric oxide levels in your body. And you might say, okay, that's nice talk, but what does that do? It actually gives me more energy because it equals an increase in energy. It also increases my stamina, and I don't have any of the jittery side effects of stimulants that you find in other kinds of protein drinks, vegetable drinks, fruit drinks, and, of course, coffee. Dietary nitrates are incredible. They also help to support healthy blood pressure too. Get a bonus 30-day supply free with your first order. And you'll also get the book free, Beat the Odds, and shipping's free as well. It is guaranteed by Super Beats. They really believe in their product, and so do I. So much so that we're teaming up together to say, hey, like it, use it. If you don't get the results we say, get your money back. I feel so confident offering this to you because I take it every day, every morning in that, pro- in that protein shake, Super Beats, my new favorite product. I can feel the energy, and it, and it comes on. So seriously, folks, I drink it about 20 minutes later. Boom. I just feel like somebody turned the lights on, and, you know, and, you know like you know, the electrolytes just feels awesome. Give a call to 800-305-6011 or go to leslielovesbeats.com. Let me give you that number again. Again, 800-305-6011. Log on to LeslieLovesBeats.com if you prefer. LeslieLovesBeats.com. Check it out. Brad Bann is my co-host and partner in crime every second hour, every Friday. He is here joining us from my home city of Beantown, Boston, and I'm in Los Angeles. Brad, happy Friday. Always good to be on with you, Leslie. I want to tell you... um, I, w- I want to quickly paint a picture of what I saw this morning. I was on a show on Fox Business Channel this morning called Varney and Company. Charles Payne was sitting in. A lot of people have this week off uh, due to the 4th this past Friday. 
And um, I was sitting in the hair and makeup chair in the green room. That's what they call the area, as you know, Brad, where people wait to go on television or stage. And um, I get my hair and makeup done professionally. That's what they do uh, for television. So if you see me in the supermarket and I look different, you know why. Very different. Uh, but uh, I, I, I look taller on TV, too. It's amazing. Uh, but you also look fatter on TV because people meet me in person. They're always like, oh, my God, you're so much smaller and shorter and just like more compact, tinier in person. You know, people will say I look younger in person because makeup look, makes you look older. But, but all the vanity aside. So I was sitting in the chair getting my hair and makeup done. And I was waiting because it was 10 o'clock and they had on Fox, um, you know, the live feed to Columbia, South Carolina. And what I thought was amazing was there were no speeches, This and this was a choice by the governor and all of the powers that be there. There was no music. And at first I thought, wow, they're really trying to downplay this, but I was wrong. When the guard, yeah, when the, when the, wait one second. When the guard walked up to take that flag down, as the flag came down, and when it came down, to the bottom and they took that flag off the crowd was chanting USA USA and I honestly started to cry I really did I may be a sappy chick I started to cry because they didn't chant that start first they did take it down but it became USA and I thought that was a very telling thing because we are one nation under God, as we say, in our Pledge of the Allegiance. And even though we're 50 separate states, we're one nation, one people. We are Americans. We're different colors. And, and there were a black woman standing in front of a man who was holding the Confederate flag. And one of the things that reporters were saying that were there um, on camera and off camera, was they could not believe how kind and polite the people that were there to see it taken down, who supported it, and the people who were there watching it taken down, who opposed it being taken down, were to each other. And you could see that. Like, you know, women, you know, smiling at, you know, somebody holding a Confederate flag, a man clearly standing there with a big Confederate flag doesn't want that taken down. And they're African-Americans, I would assume, wanting it to be taken down because they're cheering and things like that. And this, you know, this one clip that I had seen, you know, one area where the camera was. But seriously, when they were chanting USA, uh, uh, this is amazing. And I, and I thought if there's a heaven and those nine people are looking down, look at the impact those nine lives had. I mean – such a historical thing done. Of course, these families would want, as we all do, these people to be back and to be alive. And if we had to put the flag back up the mast to do that, I think we'd all do it in a heartbeat, obviously. But just how much has happened out of such a heinous, uh, disgusting, racially motivated murder, this incident. Right, Brad? Yeah. Well, first of all, I agree with you. I watched the uh, ceremony on TV, and it was stunning for its simplicity. As you said, no music uh, and no speeches. Uh, it was a very respectful ceremony. It almost seemed to me like a funeral, which may be appropriate because, you know, I think it may have marked the death of the Old South uh, in a lot of ways. But it was a very, it was a very moving uh, ceremonial. And uh, as you said, it's amazing what has happened uh, since the tragic shootings. I think the other thing that's amazing is how quickly this has all happened. Uh, you know, not only the flag coming down in South Carolina today, 
but Confederate flags are coming down uh, all through the South. Uh, Confederate flags are coming down everywhere. Uh, it's, you know, one of the most striking things to me uh, is that uh, Nickelodeon TV has even taken uh, that uh, uh, show off the air, which the title's escaping me right now, uh, where the two guys ride around in the car with the Confederate flag on the side uh, and oh, Dukes of Hazard, uh, and Nickelodeon has taken it off because the Confederate flag is so prominent in the show, uh, and it's amazing how much has happened and how quickly it's happened, and I think this is really a very important point in American history, uh, because I think as they're taking down the flag and when they took it down this morning in South Carolina, uh, I think it's an acknowledgement by the South, yeah, yeah the Civil War, so we realize the Civil War is over, and, you know, it took them, you know, and Brad, uh, you being, know, being that you're, being, being, 30 years to figure it out, but I think that's what today's ceremony meant. Brad, being that you're from the Northeast, uh, like I am, I, I can't wrap my head around. I understand heritage. I understand nostalgia. I understand history. I love history because it's truth. I mean, we learn so much from it, and that's why history shouldn't repeat itself, although it, it often does. Why do people in the South care more about that damn war and they lost than those of us in the North uh, who won? You know what I mean? I don't hold on to it. To me... It's it's a blemish on our nation's uh, history. It, it's an, uh, yeah, embar- it's it an is, embarrassment. I think over the years they've spun it into uh, you know something it, it, something positive. Uh, I don't get it. I mean, I remember uh, the first time I went into the Deep South. Um, I have a friend of mine who was married. Uh, in South Carolina, because he's a North South Carolina resident, who's at the ceremony today, actually, because he had been working for 30 years to get the Confederate flag down. Uh, and the wedding was in the small rural town is somewhere in uh, western South Carolina, because uh, that's where the uh, bride's hometown was. And I remember when I first got to this town, and I'd never been in the Deep South before, the first thing I noticed is there's a statue of the a soldier in the town square, and the soldier's in a gray uniform. Now, I'd been used to seeing, you know, memorials in the north where you had Union soldiers all out in blue and everything, but when I saw it was a gray uniform, I was very struck how different a world it was, and I think that world's starting to come apart, as it should have. I mean, you know, I feel very strongly about this issue. Uh, basically, a Confederate flag was, the fra- you know, the flag of slavers and traitors, uh, and I think that this was an acknowledgment today. They finally got the memo. Uh, they lost the war, and we're living in a new era now. Uh, let's take some calls. Bob's in Texas on line five. Hey, Bob, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you believe the flag should have come uh, down earlier than today and even before this tragedy. Is that correct? Yeah, I'd actually uh, tweet you on Twitter. And, my, you know, I'm a very skeptical person today, uh, Leslie, basically because everything has been turning so political. Yeah, uh, the lady who made the speech and I, and it sounded in passion, but that flag was up there 54 years, and there wasn't a whole lot going on about you know what it mean meant to uh, the majority of people in South Carolina, uh, a lot of people in South Carolina. So 
So I was skeptical because she was making an impassioned speech, but I didn't know whether it was for votes or came from her values. And I, I, I've lost faith in a lot of politicians, but on both sides of the aisle, because I don't think they stand for anything. It's like one day they stand for uh, pro-life, the next day they're pro-choice, and there's nothing constant. I know things change, but your values shouldn't change. And this is that was my comment to you that, uh, you know, the lady made a nice speech, but I can't look into her heart and say whether, you know, for the other 54 years that flag was there, why no, nobody spoke up, put it that way. You know, somebody said that to uh, us yesterday, Brad. Um, he's talking about, um, you know, that woman, I think uh, her, her name was, uh, was it Leslie Horn, um, that uh, had you know, spoken um, so passionately and even quiet yeah. and is the descendant. And and he has a good point. I, I did not think she was doing this because she was up for re-election necessarily. I, I really believed her. I thought it was sincere. But everybody has a good point, which is that, you know, flag was waving there and people drove by it and looked at it every time they walked into that building for those that work uh, in uh, Columbia, in the state capitol. And, um, you know, didn't, you know, it, I, I guess it's different to propose legislation or, you know, I guess she was moved to really believe it had to come down. Or Unfortunately, I think it took this for some of those people, including her. What do you think, Brad? Well, I think my feeling is uh, I would have preferred it never had gone up or existed. Uh, but I also think better late than never. Uh, I think this is a really turning point in American racial history. I mean, there, you know, during the 60s and the 50s, there were all sorts of bombings in the South, and no one even thought of, you know, taking down a Confederate flag. And this, you know, after the tragic shootings at the church, this thing spread like wildfire. And again, it's not only in South Carolina. There are a few, uh, uh, there's a bill in the Mississippi legislature now to take the Confederate uh, flag off the state flag. Uh, and I think it's remarkable how quickly this has happened. And I also think it's a sign of change. Uh, because, you know, one of the interesting things about this whole controversy is after the Civil War was over, the, the Confederate flag did not come prominent again until the civil rights demonstrations uh, in the 1960s. Uh, and a lot of southern states, including the flag on the state capital of South Carolina, were put up to say, basically, stick it to the north and say, hey, listen, uh, you're not imposing your way of life on our, uh, on our region or in our state. Uh, and again, I think it's remarkable how the reaction to the shootings and how quickly uh, things have happened. And, and I think it's a real positive sign uh, for racial relationships uh, in the United States because there's hardly anybody, even in the South anymore, defending the flag. Okay. Anything else from uh, our caller Bob in Texas? Anything else, Bob? Well, I'll make a, I'll make a real quick comment. Sure. And basically, I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, I'm living in Texas now. So I, when I was brought up, I'm I'm uh, I'm 72. So it's a, you know I've, I've been around a little bit. Basically, the flag at that at when I was younger, even for the longest time, I, I never thought of it as racial. I basically thought of it as rebel. In other words, it's, it's so, always the movies I watch, the uh, TV shows I watch, uh, Dukes of Hazard. I never even re- remember a flag on that show, but 
it, it meant more of a rebellious type attitude than a racial attitude. And I, I really think, you know, you know I, I am in the South, and I'm in Texas, and as far as people being racial, I overall I think they could be less racial than, than the North um, at this point. I don't say that was always, uh, certainly not you know, the Deep South. But to me, again, and, and I can see people, you know, sort of defending the flag. You know, to me, to me, it, if it's a, a divisive element, um, I wouldn't have it. So that, that's my opinion. That's, that's my two cents. All right, Bob, thank you for sharing your two cents and for calling us with it. We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chick intervention. Because McChicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time.